Welcome to Never Rewrite. I'm Isaac Askew. And I'm Jeffrey Sherman. And today we're going to discuss how you can use straw man arguments to help your team iterate towards an actual solution. Hmm. So straw man arguments, typically it's a negative connotation because usually it's a bad. So the idea is a straw man argument is a weaker, simplified, and often totally distorted version of an argument that is easier to argue against. So for the example I saw online, the canonical example is if a teacher says we need to spend more time working on math, a parent might call up and complain and say, hey, I hear you hate English and writing. But they are often, I found them to be a very useful tool with teams because like when you have a problem and you don't know a solution or you have a solution, but you're not sure that it's the right solution, but because you're sort of the leader, people will follow your lead. A straw man argument can be something good because it gives people something to kick apart and point out that they're wrong. Right. So if you needed to say, you need to process a file, you know, millions of lines, like a 10 million line file. They say, okay, well, we're just gonna, a straw man argument might be, okay, we're just gonna, you know, read it one line at a time and loop through it and that'll be good. And you put out the disclaimer that, hey, this is a straw man argument, which gives people permission to just tell you that it's totally wrong. Mm -hmm. And hopefully you start getting responses like, well, you know, could we break up the file? Could we, instead of reading one line at a time, which is IO expensive, right? Could we read it right. 10 megs at a time or a hundred lines at a time, a thousand? Like there's all these things that if people don't know how to begin, giving them a bad way to begin gives them permission, gives them an idea to argue against that they can point out, oh, well, this reading one line at a time is, is not going to work because it's just going to be slow because you're going to read a line, process it, go to disk, read a line, process it, go to disk. So let's read a thousand lines at a time. Right. It kind of reminds me of the um, the pointing system for product, um, like when people would do like Fibonacci and they're going to go point one, two, three, five, eight, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And some of the product folks would say, you know, it's not necessarily the points are representative technically of the time, but they do get a conversation started because if somebody says five and the person says, that's not a five, that's a three or a two, then you can flesh out more details because you have like a baseline by which you've, 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 kind of triggered people's curiosity again. So it sounds like a, kind of a similar method here is you exaggerate your straw man and then people go, well, no, we couldn't do that. That's way too much. Well, why is that? And then you use that to, to facilitate your conversation. Yeah, similar. Yeah, we're pointing conversations become more useful when people, it becomes clear that people have different ideas about what to do in their head. The straw man is useful when you get a team that doesn't, a thing that I have found many times is people get paralysis when they stare at a blank piece of paper or a yeah. blank thing. Like, hey, we need to create a service that's going to handle this. And people are like, well, how are we going to do that? <laughs> how, how are we going to you know, create a service that's going to apply business logic to it? They're like, well, uh, I don't know. We could have some endpoints. Yeah. I'm not, I should have had more examples. I should have had some <laughs> examples of good straw man 
and that I've used in the past. Well, we can workshop something here. Let's come up with our own idea. Let's say you and I want to start a company and the company is going to be one that uh, uses like some kind of deep learning to identify objects that we want to remove from something. So like um, this one I was tinkering with recently was identifying weeds in a, a sea of grass. And then we would use that to uh, laser the weeds or find some kind of way to destroy the weeds. Uh, so we, we built a model. So let's say we're trying to figure out where to begin. We know we want to build a machine or deep learning kind of algorithm that can do this. And then we're staring at that blank piece of paper that you're talking about. And we're like, we, we mm -hmm. want to know what, what's the first step that we need to take. I imagine the first thing you'd need to do is pick a AI platform, right? Or a deep learning system. Mm -hmm. And I don't know anything about them yet, but if I was going to throw out a straw man, I would throw out the wrong one. Okay. So chat GPT is going to identify weeds in a picture. Got it. Right. Which is Obviously it's not, <laughs> it's totally wrong. Chat GPT literally is text. There are yeah. others. So I'll say, okay, we're going to use chat GPT and we're going to send it a picture and it'll tell us where in the picture the weeds are. And then we'll aim our laser and we'll, we'll destroy the weeds. Got it. And this is, we're throwing out a wildly wrong example just to facilitate the fact to facilitate conversation because of the fact that we don't know where to begin or how to proceed from there. Right. And in my case, as the leader throwing out the straw man, I know, you know, eventually where the process is, we're going to use AI to view and render this image in some way. It's going to return a recommendation. We're going to take the recommendation. We're going to feed it into our laser of doom to burn the weeds, <laughs> right? And even saying that much gives you something of a straw man. But by saying it wrongly, right? Like, a, so I'm gonna, we're gonna take an AI thing. It's gonna be ChatGPT because I know it doesn't do images. And we're gonna feed it directly into the laser, right? So it's ChatGPT <laughs> and then take the response and feed it directly into the laser, right? And so obviously we'll know you'd wanna you know, if this is any kind of realistic service, you would take the answer and you put that in a database or you put it in a queue or yeah. something so you can go back and look at it and persist it and yada, yada, yada. So you put out this very simplified wrong, not like terribly, terribly wrong, but just overly simplified to the point of, yeah, like people then start putting, oh, no, no, you'd need to, you can't feed the result directly into the laser. You'd need to persist it so we can replay it if we need to or right. we need to approve the plan so there needs to be like a human step so you need to put it in a database and then show it to a screen and then hit somebody has to hit the button which would absolutely have to be big red and shiny of course <laughs> actually the, the the thought of arming chat gpt with a laser in general plays into some great ai fears <laughs> for a lot of people uh having played with chat gpt i imagine you would be feeding I don't think you could get a coordinate system out of it. What this kind of reminds me of is um, there's there's a running joke on the internet that people you know are more willing to correct people than they are to help people. Uh, mm. And so what you'll do on places like Stack Overflow or Reddit, if you want your question answered and you're having trouble getting people to listen to you or, or talk or something, just because like no one wants to engage with you or answer your question, um, you ask the question and then you post it. And then you sign in to a separate account, separate red account, and answer your own question, but answer it intentionally incorrectly. 
uh, and then people will flock to, you know, correcting your incorrect uh, answer and give you, you know, eventually give you the correct answer. Uh, and this has happened many times. I've, I've actually done this myself. And it is actually a phenomenon. Like people do not want to help someone just asking for help, but they are more than willing to tell somebody they're wrong and give them, you know, all the reasons they're wrong. Uh, so this is kind I, of a similar thing. I've never had a Stack Overflow question that nobody answered. I've only had like yeah, six or yeah. seven yeah, this questions. Is more for, this is more for for uh, for Reddit for me for this one um, mm. for for my personal one. But yeah, in Stack Overflow, I, it would be the same thing. Uh, but maybe back in the day before every most every question was answered on Stack Overflow, <laughs> closer to fifteen years ago or something. Yes. Uh, yeah. It it it's definitely a thing that people are. It's easier to correct something than it is to create. Right. And it's kind of an interesting, interesting way to kind of maybe hijack psychology to facilitate creativity in a sense, right? Mm -hmm. So all these methods, whether it's, you know, answering your own question incorrectly or just setting up the straw man with a wildly incorrect architecture or something or doing a pointing system and then spitting out, I think this is a 50 point story, you know, to change the line of text, you know, anything to get people talking is something instead of a white piece of paper, a blank piece of paper. Yes. That's the key right there is you're trying to get people talking. And as a leader, often if you talk and you say something that sounds reasonable, people will defer to you. Um, especially the, I find the older you get and the more that you can talk like you, the more, the better you bullshit art, artist you are, I was going to say the more you can talk with conviction, but really it's just bullshit artist. It's I say things that are wildly wrong and people believe me. <laughs> I was just about to ask you, like, does this, does this apply to you? Are you lying to me yeah. right now? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but it's good you you asked the question because it's not true. People people do not believe me unless it's technical. But by putting it out there and it's wrong and kind of giving them permission, it makes it easier for people to say oh no no it's wrong because of this and then you can you know you have to respond positively to to that and lean into it. like okay cool that's wrong why is it wrong yeah so it would be right and then from there you can iterate away from the straw man to an actual workable proposal so you know a real ai system that can analyze pictures mm-hmm. and some kind of way to take that output from the AI and persist it into the UI. And then finally, some translation into however your laser works so that you can target and fire. Yeah. And it reminds me of that, uh, the South Park joke where you have steps and then you have the question marks, profit. Mm, Right. Right. So you just start writing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that, I mean, even that is fantastic. So you, you can go through and like, at least you've written down your steps. At least you have a, a goal in mind. <laughs> right. And you can iterate over the question mark mark. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. So you start off with the concept and the concept is can be totally inane, like steel underpants. Uh, and then you don't know how you're going to get there. And then you know where you want to go. Step three, profit. And throwing out the straw man of, okay, well, we're going to steal underpants. And then, I don't know, we're going to sell them. Right. And then step three, profit. You know, obviously, nobody wants to buy a 
stolen underpants. <laughs> this is a weird, weird example to cover. We are going, we, we have AI powered lasers and underpants gnomes, and yet we have no sharks with lasers on their freaking foreheads. Mm-hmm. And that that is a shame. And we should wrap it up. Yeah, <laughs> with sure. that. With that. Underwear laser gnomes powered by AI for profit. <laughs> Then we can workshop uh, that idea next time to see. What yeah, we'll we we'll workshop that. So, thank you for listening. I'm Jeffrey Sherman, and I'm Isaac Askew, and this is Never Rewrite.